Welcome to another episode of Them Asperger's. Hello. Mm-hmm. So, um, new episode time. Uh, first off, we want to say thanks to everybody that's starting to follow us on all the different medias we've now gone on this week. We've kind of got everything sorted, sort of. Um, anybody that sent anything to our themasperges at gmail.com, sorry for the late reply. I know some people sent some messages back in May and we did not reply to them. Um, that's mainly because I thought I was logged in on the themasperges email on my phone uh, and I forgot that when I changed phones, I didn't log back in again. So I've just thought it's been really quiet and nobody's been emailing it. Uh, until I actually realised I wasn't logged in, logged in and saw loads of emails. Um, I've only seen them this week. I've replied to everyone, but everyone, I'm really sorry. That's not like the normal reply rate for me. It's not like send an email and then three months later I'll reply to it. Uh, I'm trying to get like quicker with the emails and that kind of thing. Uh, we finally got Instagram working after somebody on our Facebook group told us that you can actually link to accounts. We did it. We've got it. Me and Scarlett both have Instagram for them Asperger's on our phones now. And those of you that are following it, um, if you're not, have a look. Uh, we've been posting stuff. Well, Scarlett's been posting stuff. I think I posted one of the pictures. Um, and yeah, like there's stuff on there that's not the stuff we're posting on the group. Um, we're just posting random things at the moment. Uh, those of you that have been on there, you can see Murphy and uh, things like that. For those that are interested, Murphy is the... Uh, skeleton that basically is involved with all our podcasts and <laughs> he is in the room every time we record we record in the same place every week which is uh the front room of the flat uh, and yeah he's right there all the time for those of you that have seen the pictures um we so are going to change his outfit though because it's summertime and he is still in his winter attire yeah well it's not easy getting clothes on and off him he doesn't really help he d he is very unhelpful also uh if anyone saw the lego picture no one's commented on it but i feel like i should address it there is um i didn't realize but there is a tarantula malt that's in the picture it's not a dead tarantula it is just a malt i swear like one of the legs is broken off so i don't know i noticed it and then thought i sh i should probably address it just in case anyone thinks that we've just got a, a dead tarantula there. Yeah. It, it's just a malt. I, I mean, no one's mentioned it, so maybe no one saw it. And now... Uh, yeah, you've got it next to whatever the spider from Harry Potter's called, so... Aragog. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, also, uh, weirdly, people have said that they believe that Murphy is NT. Oh, really? Somebody put he's the silent NT uh, contributor to the podcast. I mean, he might well be. I do see his uh, judging face every week. What are you talking about? Judging face. He's got no facial features. He's got the same facial expression. You know what? I don't really enjoy hugging people, but I do genuinely hug Murphy sometimes. I put his arms around my neck. Well, I know the picture I put on Instagram is you're holding his hands. So. Yeah, I don't mind being affectionate with Murphy. Uh, maybe it's because he's quite cold back. Yeah, probably. He uh, gives no feedback. I like that. <laughs> Yeah, no talking. Yeah. No nothing. <laughs> He's like the perfect human. <laughs> right. Uh, also, our Twitter is going now as well. I have started using that. Uh, I am going to start hashtagging things properly this time. A couple of people have explained to me uh, the best way to get the stuff about. So we're all going. It has increased our audience, which is nice. Yeah, thank um, you, everybody. See anyone that's done that, that's doing us through that kind of thing. Uh, that's great. Also, we're available on everything now if you do want to talk to us 
or anything like that. Obviously, if you want to post stuff and talk to the small community that we have on the Mass Burgess group, you can only do that through Facebook. Um, but if you just want to talk to us directly, like I say, we've got Twitter, Gmail, uh, Instagram and Facebook now. We are all over the place. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like Nikki said, he's mainly doing the Twitter, but the Instagram, I suppose, is more... Well, yeah, I can't do everything. I've been doing... We, yeah, we kind of do I the know. email shared. Um, and yeah, the Twitter's me, because I know how to use Twitter, but uh, Instagram, that's definitely more your thing. And the Facebook, you know, it depends on who it's aimed at, so... Yeah, but... Uh... Yeah, go check it out for some exclusive content. <laughs> Proud of that, are you? Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, anyway, so uh, what's going on with you? Nothing new with me. That's it. You see, like, you know I'm going to ask. I ask every time we record an episode, and you can't even think of anything to contribute. Shocking. Absolutely shocking. Well, I did think about it, and then I thought, there's nothing new. What am I supposed to do? Make something up? Yes. Uh, I can't even think of that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, no, actually, nobody cares about that. What? No, I'm not even going <laughs> to... Right. Okay. I was going to talk about how I've now tried the vegan chocolate magnum, but nobody cares. All oh, right, okay, yeah, sure. That's yeah, that my does, new thing yeah, this week. Yeah, that does doesn't matter. Okay. Right. Um, and? And what? What about me? Oh, what about like you? Like, I ask myself. Yeah. Do I have to do that thing where I go, oh, and nothing's new with me? Like, because, uh, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, this is supposed to be like a back and forth. We've done this how many times now? <laughs> What's new with you this week? Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Why even ask? Like, do you know what I mean? There's nothing going on. Seriously, every week you can't think of anything to contribute. I don't think there is anything going on with me. Um, I have, it's an interesting thing that somebody, oh, I can't remember what it was, I think it was in an email. Somebody messaged me asking about, um, they well, they said that it was selective mutism, but, and we thought the email was originally meant for you because uh, you've got, in fact, do you know what? Save it. What a segue that was, though. Go on, slide right into it. Okay, so it. this week's episode, a lot of people have been asking for um, co... They say comorbidities, um, or, like, things that come with Asperger's. But um, the comorbidities, I know that's what it's called, but I... Uh, can you stop that? Right now, please. It is really distracting. Pack it in. If you're going to be like that, you can go wait outside the room, and I will do this by myself. I was doing some celebratory hand... <laughs> Gestures or gestures? Gestures. Gestures. On my why like on um yeah on my segue there. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So like I uh somebody had written to me about selective mutism, which I mean I am just gonna I've started it. I'm gonna just go with it. And they said that they did selective mutism, and I thought the email was meant for Scarlet because Scarlet did do selective mutism, and we're gonna move on to that because this week's episode is gonna be about comorbidities, like I've said, uh, which is a word that doesn't make any sense to me. Comorbidities, because obviously when I hear morbidities, I hear morbid, and I don't understand what it is. But apparently that is the correct term for this. But just to quickly go over the email, they said that you talked about selective mutism, and they mentioned that. They have issues with basically when you've got someone that's in charge of you mostly and you don't like them and they're kind of disrespectful to you and they they seem to be rude and that kind of thing. You do this thing which this person that emailed me said is selective mutism um, where you just don't talk to them anymore. 
Um, and I've realized that that's something that I do all the time. When I'm annoyed with someone or I just don't like somebody, I just stop talking to them. Yeah. So one of my ways of the weird thing that people realize that I like them is if I'm abusive to them. So apparently if I'm abusive to them, it means I like them. Like I'm one for taking the mick a lot out of someone or making jokes about them all the time or uh, like it's friendly abusive. I'm not like a bully, but like the things I say and do to people are uh, considered like mean. But everyone sees it as like a Nicky must like you if he's mean to you. And if I don't like you, it means I stop talking to you. Yeah. Um, and if you do, if I do talk to you, it's like one word answers to everything. Yeah. And it means that I've got... A... Anyway, this guy said that he felt that that was like selective mutism because when he's had like uh, people that have been in charge of him or people that he knows, if he doesn't like them, he stops talking to them completely and only talks to them when they talk to him. And when he responds, he only responds with one word answers. Uh, and yeah, I felt that that was a thing and it reminded me of comorbidities. Somebody else on our Facebook group said that they'd want an episode where they talked about me and my newly discovered, I say newly discovered, newly confirmed ADHD. I wouldn't say discovered. I would feel like I've always kind of thought I had ADHD for a long time, but I've only been kind of comparing it to children. I know that I've got yeah. ADHD and therefore I'm comparing it to that and, um, it manifests itself quite differently. In adults, yeah. In adults. Um, so apparently. I felt that I didn't have it because I was looking at the child version, but then I looked at the adult like signs of it. Uh, there was a lot of similarities, and obviously I've had it confirmed now. I just haven't had it diagnosed. Uh, and I'm not sure I am going to get it diagnosed because even though I got the Asperger diagnosis and I got it because I needed to know and I wanted to use it in like the workplace and anywhere else that I might need to just to have the reasonable adjustment so I didn't struggle. I do kind of feel with the ADHD, like what's the point um, in me getting it diagnosed? Like at this point now, I don't feel like I need to. There's loads of resources I can find on the internet if I need to find coping mechanisms to go with it. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm pretty good at inverting... Uh, inventing my own coping mechanisms uh, one i found recently i don't know if i've mentioned this before but um i mentioned that like instrumental music and that kind of thing is a massive like help for it yeah uh, and i've noticed that classical music i tried other instant music like some electronic stuff and like that kind of thing and it didn't really have the same effect but for some reason even though i've never been like a big classical music fan i've noticed that when i listen to classical music at times where my ADHD might be getting like a bit out of a hand or like my aggression with my autism's getting out of hand i tend to put it on and uh, it calms me right down. Uh, and especially when I'm doing like complicated tasks, it makes me focus more uh, and I'm able to channel my thoughts if I've got it on. I have to have it like noise cancelling headphones uh, and there's certain pieces of music that um, work better than others. I know which ones they are. I've actually got them on a playlist now on Spotify. I don't know the names of them or who the composers are, but certain ones now that work better for me than others. Um, and I found that helps me focus my thoughts and it helps me focus what I'm doing. And I found that that's a, a weird one that I use now as a way when I'm feeling stressed or uh, can't seem to collect what I'm doing properly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, somebody said they wanted to know about like the more ADHD and that kind of thing. I don't understand the correlation between Asperger's and that. Um, I know you did some looking up on it just before we started recording this. Yeah, there is actually quite a high link. Um, in particular, although not exclusive to, but in particular uh, in males with autism um, or on the spectrum and 
ADHD, there's a high link. There, there is also a high link with females, but it just it is apparently more common um, with males. But yeah, it's it's one of the of because I was looking up comorbidities with um, ASD in general, and it, it's one of the top ones is um, ADHD. Yeah, um, they do kind of. I guess influence each other as well. Um, I noticed when I was at my therapy session where they were talking about this, some of the questions they were asking me were questions that someone, if they had ADHD, would answer a certain way. But because of my Asperger's, I'm answering it the opposite way because my Asperger's says that it was like some stuff to do with social interactions and that kind of thing. Right. Whereas if I wasn't on the spectrum, my answer would have been completely different. But because of my spectrum disorder, it you know like I still feel like Asperger's is the is the main one yeah I know comorbidities like means that I don't know if it because I'm not 100% on this so like I'm not sure if it's because of my Asperger's I have ADHD or it's just a case of I have both but they're like separate to each other but they have a lot of like crossovers or they, uh, seems... they overlap each other with their symptoms and how they affect things you know yeah it does seem to be it's to do with a link and obviously because they're cognitive disorders I think it's usually to do with the fact that because obviously your brain functions differently because you're on the spectrum the same differences in your brain function may also then lead into the other comorbidities that have the same sort of stunt in brain function or difference in brain function yeah yeah um so yeah it's it's still it's still really new to me the ADHD thing um because I think I dismissed it loads of times before I thought it was other things like at one point I thought dyspraxia which is obviously another um comorbidity according to the sensory therapist I saw the dyspraxia comes with Asperger's or can for some people the executive functioning disorder like even though we've talked about that and we did an episode on that where I was convinced that's what it was I don't know if I have that as well, or if that's... I mean, actually, everything that... that was on the executive functioning did seem to link to you, so I, I don't know. I, th- I would say it's definitely... I would say that you probably do have it based on the fact that you have all the symptoms or a majority of the symptoms for... Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I don't know if um, if it was something to do with, like... So I can have both because I thought it was ADHD and we were just mistaking it for executive functioning disorder um, because obviously that means that I must have um, both, I guess. Not must have, but with the executive functioning disorder, we did the tests, we did the questionnaires and that kind of thing. And I seem to score really highly on that yeah. as well. And then I spoke to um, my therapist about that and she said that she thought that's possibility as well because she didn't know much about it, but I told her about it and then she went and talked to some people that she knows and she came back and said that's possible. And the ADHD as well. I think it. I, I think obviously there's a, a hesitance to go, I've got this, this, this and yeah. this, but then equally I don't know if you should just um, dismiss one because of another. I don't think it should be a case of I thought I had executive functioning, but actually I've got ADHD so even though I have all the symptoms for executive functioning disorder, I'm just going to dismiss that because ADHD explains it. I think it's fine to to collectively have uh, multiple comorbidities. I just, I understand what you're saying. I think... Yeah, for me, I... I, I can see the hesitance of wanting to go, oh, I've got... Well, not that you're explaining it to people, but I can see the hesitance for just in your own 
head going, well, I've got ASD executive functioning. Um, well, yeah. Another one we're going to talk about. Yeah, in a bit. And, yeah. <laughs> and ADHD, I can well, see. Well, they're all like uh, things, aren't they? If someone said, what have you got? I was like, I've got ASD, uh, ADHD and EFD. Yeah. Um, which, to be honest, I do. Um, as much as I don't want to think that I've got all of them, I would say I do looking at the... And all of them, like, I've read them, I've thought about them. You've... I've done them all with you. Because with me, the trouble is with me is because I have, like... Um, I have, like, a weird health anxiety thing sometimes mm. where I read something and then I convince myself that that's what it is. So mm. usually with this stuff, I read it to you first or, like, I'll go over the questions with you and then you'll tell me whether or not I'm, like making it up or yeah or I, i'm trying to link them together because some no. oh sorry yeah no, um, no, i know we went through one that we're gonna talk about we went through the questions the other day for you and i was answering and most of them we agreed on but i think there were a couple where i said i don't think that really sounds like you and you sort of i think we're leaning more towards the yes but i think again like i can't speak for your brain but just from what i've seen and it was only a, it was only a I think maybe three or four of the 50 questions mm. and the rest of them we were pretty much in agreement so yeah. I think I think either way regardless of the answer to those particular questions we were quite convinced that and like with the ADHD like because you I mean even though it's me that's got it I made you do the they gave me like a little book of like a leaflet on it uh, and I got you to read it to me like so comorbidities because it's co does it mean like how they how they uh, run alongside each other? Yeah. So obviously, like this episode, a lot of people asked about like how that works for me. I'm trying to decide on how my ADHD and ASD uh, work together because I don't think they work together in a. Do you know what I mean like in a what's the word I'm looking for? Like a a positive like the pair of them together are a, a good thing. Um, I do feel like a lot of the stuff or a lot of my main issues with the way I do things is because of both of them. But I mean, it's hard for me to think of examples where the two of them together make a negative outcome. So I'm kind of... What do you mean they almost conflict with each other? Like your ADHD wants you to do one thing, but your ASD almost yeah. is fighting against it to do something else. Because I do, I do think like some of the things that I don't have that you have are because of my ADHD, but I should have because of my... <laughs> so like being organized or like being on time to stuff or um I'm trying to think of like some here like routine and that kind of thing like I try and have that stuff because I think it's good for me um and I do think it works but then I think because of like my inability to stay focused for a lot of the time I can't stay within the the boundaries of that do you know what I mean like it's 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 a weird it's a weird thing. Like I'm kind of, I mean, I know we're going to, because towards the end of this episode, well, halfway through, we're going to start talking about like comorbidities to you because they're a lot more complicated for you. But you know me mm. and I'm struggling here to like try and like piece this together. So I was hoping like, you'd be able to, to help. Can you think of like anything, because you've read about both. Yeah. Especially with me. Can you think of any like times where they run together that's a bad thing? Because the thing is with me is I'm not aware of half the stuff I'm doing. There's loads of things I do all the time that I don't think I'm doing or don't realise I'm doing. And then, like when we were doing the questionnaire, I said it to you and you were like, yeah, yeah, you do that. Like, it's more obvious. Yeah. Um, I would say one of the bigger ones for you is you are a big talker. We've yeah. spoken about before. You can talk for 
if it's something that you want to talk about, you can talk about it for a long time. And I think that a lot of that is your ASD. So if you, especially if you pick like a specialist topic, you're really into films. Obviously, we've spoken about horror and stuff. But say you're describing, you quite like to describe films a lot or go into detail on that. And then I think the ADHD kicks in and the, the tangents sort of come in. And I know sometimes you end up completely forgetting what you wanted to say. We'll be sort of like half an hour into a conversation and you'll you'll have just lost what you ah, wanted to say. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you yeah, do yeah. you do that sometimes. So I don't I, I like it's not a huge no, hindrance, I, but I can see it annoys you because then you're like, Oh, what was I saying? What was I saying? And because you've gone down a couple of tangents by this point, you're you've sort of you've lost where you wanted to go with the conversation. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's because like I say, I'm this was a topic that I wanted to do an episode on, but I wasn't sure how to link it other than just listing the comorbidities and that kind of thing. But I think people want more of like how they work. And that's a good example. Because I know that one of the traits that people on the spectrum have is they like to talk about their special interests. Like you do it all the time. Where it's something that's a special interest of yours. Uh, you'll talk about it like nutrition or um, <laughs> veganism or anything like that. If you start talking to somebody about it, um, I've noticed you do it sometimes when you talk to your parents on the phone. <laughs> but when you talk about a subject that's a subject that you really like, and for those of you on the spectrum, you know what it's like when you talk about special interest, you just want to talk about it and talk about it and talk about it and go on about it for ages. Uh, even when the person you're talking to isn't really listening anymore and they are trying to leave the conversation, yeah. but you won't let them because you're not done talking about it. And if they try and move the conversation to a different topic, you'll move it back again because you're not done talking about it. Yeah. With me... It's not a coherent conversation to have with me. So with you, you'll talk about the thing and you stay on point. You stay <laughs> focused, you're that kind of thing. With me, I'm doing the autistic thing of I'm talking about a special interest, but then something I've said has made me think of something else and I move to that. Yeah. And then that's the thing I'm talking about. And then I move to something else because while I was talking about that, something else came up and now I'm talking about that. And there's the autistic side of me that wants to continue having the conversation about the topic that I originally talked about and my special interest. But the ADHD part of me is moving around. And then that makes me frustrated a little bit in the conversation because my autism is trying to get back to the thing. It's kind of like I'm fighting with myself. There's the yeah. ADHD side of me that's like, oh, and this, and this, and this, and this. And my autistic side's going, okay, enough of that. What were we talking about? And that's why if you talk to me, I repeat certain things over and over again while we're talking. Yeah, You'll notice that I keep, I'll finish the conversation, I'll make my point. And then I'll repeat the point again and start again explaining it. And I yeah. think that's the autistic side of my brain thinking like, no, we haven't covered this properly. We haven't gone into the detail about this. But now I can't remember why we were talking about it. So let's just start again and it'll come back to me. But then when I start again, I start thinking about other a, things, a different like conversation. And then I'm, I'm moving around a lot. So with me, when you have a conversation, I tend to move around a lot of the time. Yeah, I, I would say another... Um, and separate to that, another thing that you do that um, I think is linked to comorbidities is, say the flat needs tidying. Um, you'll look at the flat and you'll go, the flat's a mess, it needs tidying. And I think that is ASD related because you you almost like can't settle because you know things are out of place and it needs fixing. Yeah. Then I think, and I'm, I could be wrong here, but I think your ADHD leads you to believe that it's a much bigger job than it is. Yeah. And this isn't a criticism, but a lot of the time, uh, say, say, 
for example, yesterday, the living room, um, your living room and your bedroom were quite messy. Yeah. Uh, and the kitchen needed, uh, your shopping needed putting away. And you said, I'm just going to nip to Sainsbury's and buy something. Uh, you had to go buy something. Yeah. And I said, that's fine. While you're out, I'll tidy the flat and put everything away. Yeah. And you said, how long do you think I'm going to be? Because it's about a five minute walk to Sainsbury's, get the stuff, five minute walk back. Yeah. Well, that's, the living room and the bedroom didn't take long to tidy. And when you got back, it was all done. It was. Yeah, it was. But I think sometimes you look at a job and I think I think it's your ADHD sort of makes it seem like a much bigger job than it usually is. Like when you when you go, the flat's a mess. I, I don't think it's ever taken longer than 10 minutes to tidy your flat. But you you always seem to think it's quite a big job. And then I think also when you do start tidying, I think it... or try to start tidying. I think that's when executive functioning kicks in because you either really struggle to get up and do it, you more just sit there going, it needs tidying, it needs tidying and not moving to get it tidied or you start tidying, but then I think you either get too focused on one thing or just lose interest in the tidying altogether and start doing something else. Yeah. And then almost come back to it later going, oh, it it still needs doing. I, and I noticed that with you, I think, and I don't know if that's a combination of all three or I, I don't know, but that's something that I know you definitely do. And I, I can tell that it bothers you when things aren't in place because it, sometimes you'll just see one thing out of place and you'll have to go and sort it out. But Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of, for example, right now where we're sat, there's a DVD, well, Blu-ray over there that's upside down. You can see it, right? Yeah, and I can see it. I'll see that and look at it for the next two days thinking I need to get up and flip that over because that's driving me mad that it's upside down. Uh, but I won't do it. Yeah. Because I don't know why I won't do it, but I won't. Um, but it annoys me and it's right there and it's where most of the time I'm looking in the front room and I can see it now and I can see that it's upside down and all the others aren't. Um, so... I always look at it and think I just need to get up and do that and imagine how like more relieving that will be once it's done. And I do it all the time, but I won't get up and do it. And no. I don't. It's it's one of those. Uh, it's one of those things. Um, and yeah, this is the you know like the standard autistic traits, the standard yeah. Asperger traits. There's a few that I don't have, and I think I would have if it wasn't for the comorbidities that I've got. So, for example, one of the ones that always seems to come up and seems to be a regular one that if you ever look at, like, standard Asperger traits that I always think, well, I've never had that. Uh, Attention to detail is the one that I always like. It's the one that always comes up that people reckon that a lot of people on the spectrum have an attention to detail. They're good at, like, going through something and, like, noticing, like, spelling mistakes or... Do you know what I mean? Like when you uh, do something. So like when you do like your, I don't think it's the same, but whatever I'm going to say anyway. So like when you do like your Sudoku (laughs) and your Rubik's Cubes and that kind of thing, there's like a level of um, focus that's required for you to be able to do that. Uh, And I've never been able to have that like level of focus, but it's one of those common autistic traits. And I think like there are certain ones that most people that I've met on the spectrum have, and you yourself are included in this. There's ones that you have that are the standard, this is how you know somebody's autistic, that I don't have. And I think the reason I don't have them is because of my other things stopping me from having them. Yeah. So like uh, an ability to focus on one task for like a massive length of time is one that always comes up on the Asperger spectrum diagnosis thing. Is someone that's able to start a task and continue to do the same task 
over and over and like just keep doing it for long periods of time is something I know that you can do. Yeah. You can do the same thing if it's one job forever, like as long as it needs to take <laughs> to get it done. Yeah. I can't. I can only do it for like really short windows of time before I start getting like weird and distracted and can't do it. Um, or sometimes if I think the task is too long and too big, I just won't start it because I just don't think I'll be able to do it. And it's the same with like attention to detail. I can't focus on things. I'm not good at jobs that require. So I couldn't do a job and I can't do tasks around my own like flat. And I can't do tasks in general that require me to notice small details or stay focused or that kind of thing. It's the reason why I can't read books. It's the reason why there's certain computer games I can't play. Um, Any sort of strategy games I can't do. I can't do strategy at all. I can't do... Um, oh, sorry. Do you think the sound of my... If, sorry, that was me rubbing my hands. Uh, I think this conversation, whatever. Like, I'm trying not to. I know the microphone picks it up sometimes. So that noise there. Sorry. Um, but yeah, like there's certain things like uh, I'm just not able to stay focused with, which you can. Yeah. Um, what was it we were doing the other day that I just couldn't do? And I was trying to change the tyre on my bike. <laughs> and I felt that it... It needed like some serious physical strength that I didn't possess. And you were like, oh, I'll do it. And I was just like, if I can't get this tire off this bike and on it again, because the I use like a weird tire on my bike that's got like a really like strong metal ridge in it. I thought if I can't get this tire off and back on again and I am really trying here and it's too hard, how are you going to do it? Like, no disrespect to you, but I'm stronger than you. And I thought I'm really struggling here to get this off. How are you going to do it? And I was setting up like we were going to watch telly. I thought it was like a two hour job to change the tire on my bike. I buy like really thick tires because I don't like changing the tire. And I thought that this wouldn't happen. And I got a slow puncture in my inner tube and I was well annoyed. And I thought, oh, that's two hours of a night ruined where I'm going to have to be wrestling this tire off and wrestling it back on again. And uh, you said, oh, do you want me to have a go? And I was just like, yeah, right. Like you can have a go if you want, if you want to waste your time. And you got the tire off and back on again in like 10 minutes. (laughs) And the only reason I did it is because last time you tried to do this tire thing, you got, you spent about an hour and a half on it. You got really annoyed and we ended up having to go to the bike shop. And every time I offered, you were like, no, not like, no you're not doing it just I could see you were just like no you won't be able to you won't be able to and I did (laughs) I didn't want to put you down but then this time I was like I can't I don't want to watch you do this for another hour and a half and get really annoyed like you did last time so I was like I'll just help (laughs) well I mean like 10 minutes into me changing the tire I was like do you know what I'm just gonna walk tomorrow (laughs) like I was pretty much done straight away um yeah and I think that's that's related to one of the the problems I have I would say that's more in like the ADHD realm of things is I'm not able to focus long enough to logically think about why I can't get the tire off or why I can't get it back on again and sometimes the first time I got these tires I watched a YouTube video (laughs) of a guy that had the same tires as me and he explained like an easy process no word of a lie 30 seconds in I stopped paying attention to what he was doing and I was fast forwarding through the video to the bit where he was getting the wheel off and then I'd gone too far and I couldn't understand it so now I was trying to wind it back and I was like, no, I've seen this bit. And then I was winding forward and then back and then forward and then just turn the video off because I was just like, I can't, I can't do this. The video was two minutes <laughs> and the two minute timer came up and I was like, ah, it's too long. Like, can't he just make it quicker? And like when I read instructions to stuff, like I thought, no, I'll just watch a step by step written instruction of this. That was worse. So then I just went back to using the exact same method. And the problem with me is 
is I'll just keep repeating the same thing over and over again, even though I knew what I was doing wasn't working. Yeah. Uh, and every time I wedged a new bit of tyre in, a bit came out. Yeah. Um, every time I did that, I didn't think this isn't working, I should try something else. I just kept repeating the same thing over and over again with the same result till I just drove myself really mad with it. Well, I did, I did uh, first try explaining to you what I thought you should do, but I saw there was no... You weren't going to change what you were doing. Um just uh so what is that what 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 co whatever that, that is because i don't think that's an autism thing because logically in the autistic world a task like that should be easy for someone on the spectrum to complete i know that's a massive generalization and that kind of thing but for a lot of autistic people they have a lot of logic so that's another one people on the spectrum are supposed to have really good logic to stuff i do not have logic to stuff i'm good at working stuff out based on like my own knowledge and things I'm aware of but that's not logic that's like um I don't know what that is where I can do that where somebody will say this I'll be like that's what you need to do and they're like why to me it just makes the most sense which is logic I guess but when it comes to certain physical tasks I have no logic in doing them yeah like building tasks yeah like, like for some reason stuff like that whereas with you you just seem to be able to work it out um, relatively quickly, which is why you're able to do like the Rubik's Cube, Sudoku's. Um, there's other stuff that you can just do because it makes sense to you and you can read about it, study about it, and then you know how to do it. Uh, with me, like the the tyre thing, I know I'm not going to be able to do it before <laughs> I've even started, but I just think, yeah, sure, I'll give it a go. Um, but I'm not sure like what, what it is that stops that. And I do feel like the the standard autistic traits, a lot of them I don't have are the... the the, like the flag post traits that people go well that's a sign of autism i don't have them but i do feel like it's my comorbidities that are stopping those ones from happening for me uh, so even though i would say that the asperger's is my main one um i do feel like the other ones have quite a lot of control over what happens uh, and what happens in general i would say that my adhd my executive functioning disorder they are more visible on a day-to-day basis with me than my autism. My autism's quite hidden. You don't really yeah. see it that often, whereas the other two involve it. And I do think that's why, like, a lot of the time I'm, I get frustrated and angry a lot is because I feel like they don't work together and I do feel like they do make the situations worse um, or I get myself more frustrated and uh, more, I don't know. Yeah, or the, it's almost like they maybe enhance each other as well. So certain things are even more difficult because it's both of them together. Um, and and I think, I mean, also as um, just as a, a side note, I know with the ADHD, when you were getting diagnosed with that, a lot of the, well, sort of diagnosed that, a lot of the focus was on the fact that in adults, it, comes out a lot more internally as as anger and frustration which is something that I know you do is more heightened in you so probably just in general that anger and frustration that may come with the ADHD may may sort of enhance the the autism or the executive functioning because if that's your go-to emotion if you're feeling like your um ASD if your ASD is annoying you, it's going to go straight to anger. And same with um, executive functioning. If you're if you're not doing something but you want to do it, it then goes straight to anger. So it could be. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this other one, this other new 
comorbidity that I've discovered about myself was emailed to me from one of our podcast listeners uh, in France. And she said that she thinks that one of the things... And this one, I looked it up briefly. Um, It's called... Why don't I know what it's called? It's called PDA, which initially I didn't know what that meant. So I asked, and it's called Pathological Demand Avoidance Syndrome, Syndrome. apparently. Uh, and the the listener sent me a questionnaire to fill out. And if you score, I think it was 41 or higher, it's pretty much a definite that you have it. I scored 41. Um, I um, When I looked at the questions and when I read about it, it's something I definitely have uh, as well. So adding to my list now, <laughs> I've got ASD, EFD, ADHD, and PDA, essentially. Yeah. Um, the reason this one is the thing is pretty much all the questions, the questions they ask is if you answer yes to it, it means that that's a point. So there's 50 questions. If you get yes on 41 of them or more, it's pretty much there. There were other criteria. There's a few questions in here that when they came up... Um, I was like, yeah, that's definitely me. One of the ones that, well, the ones that are the ones that are definitely me is, do you like, do you dislike being criticized but are critical of others? (laughs) When I said that one to you, you were like, yes, definitely. Um, There's another one about, do you expect people to follow rules but you yourself don't like to follow rules, which is also relevant to me. Um, And just some ones about not being watched when you do other tasks you don't like. Uh, there's ones about, uh, do you find yourself telling lies to delay or avoid things? Yes. I do that all the time where I lie about stuff to either avoid doing something altogether or to stop myself from having to do it or thinking that will buy me some time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's a few in here. You've looked it up as well, uh, what it means. Mm -hmm. Um, it's one that apparently is a common comorbidity with Asperger's in men. Or males, boys, girls. Well, boys, sorry, not girls. Um, And I looked it up, and for some studies that I've seen so far, they reckon it's part of autism, so they don't think it's a a separate thing. Okay. So this one's more, if you don't have autism, you don't have it. They reckon it's like that for some of the studies I've looked at now. Right, So some studies believe it's just like a small, like, splinter bit of autism, but you have to have autism to have it. Whereas obviously with ADHD, you don't need to have autism to have ADHD. And I think executive function disorder is the same. You don't need autism to have it, but if you've got autism, you're likely to get it as well, or it makes you more likely. Um, This one apparently is an exclusive comorbidity for those on the spectrum. Um, and yeah, looking at it, like it's it's a it's an odd uh, thing to do. I tried to read it, but as you know, that does not go well for me. Reading about it, you've read about it. For those of you that don't know what it is, um, it's it's hard to explain. It's it is just. I mean, it is what it sounds like: pathological demand avoidance. So I avoid people expecting me to do anything. It's one of the reasons that I feel like I have a problem with authority and being told what to do is I don't mind giving myself jobs. Yeah. The one of the questions as well was you don't like being put in charge, but you like you will put yourself in charge. Yeah. I don't like when people make me the leader of something or in charge of something, but I do make myself in charge of a lot of things on my own. And I don't do well to having a boss. I don't do well to being told what to do by anyone, you know, parents, teachers, that kind of thing, you um like it's one of those things that i uh i've always had a problem with is i don't like being told what to do i don't like demands of me in general like deadlines i don't like um 
uh, like being given projects. I don't like situations. So things like tidying the flat is something that if I could get away with not doing, if there was some way the flat just stayed clean, no dust, no dirt. I know you're pointing to yourself. Like <laughs> none of that kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, it's why I keep you around. <laughs> but like, like, do you know what I mean? Like if there was a way that the flat did not need cleaning, that would be great. And because dirt happens and because like things, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like things get messy because I use stuff. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, it's that. It's It kind of represents that. I avoid doing it because I don't like that my flat is demanding that I clean it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's that situation. And that's definitely something that's a thing with me. I don't like someone coming up to me and saying to me, you've got to do this by this time. It makes me almost go out of my way to not do it. You do go out of your way to not do things if you've been told to do them. Yeah. That is the thing you do, yeah. And this, like, PDA thing comes up with that. It's the, the person who emailed it to me, thank you, because, like, it makes a lot of sense to me. Um, but it also, I do believe the ADHD and that kind of thing. So I'm at, like, what? Like, autism, executive functioning, PDA, ADHD. I've got four that I'm aware of. That are all like running into each other. And mm. I think that makes a lot of, it does make a lot of issues, I suppose, for me in the way I do things. Like, it's not like I'm massively struggling. It's not like life is like a huge like thing for me. But they're all, they're all kind of similar to each other, I've noticed as well. Yeah, like, they've they... all got very similar traits to each other and they all have the same issues. But they're all, I can't think of anything like negative, I mean, I mean, positive about having them. Autism's the only one that I feel like has positive traits. Whereas the other three, I don't feel like they do have positive traits um, that I'm aware of yet. But it's me, you know, like I always focus on like the negative stuff more yes. than I do the positive stuff. There could be positive straight tra- um, traits about them. But because I'm really new to these like comorbidities, really, and like new in the sense of that I'm learning about them, um, my initial thing is to work out the negatives and how something's bad for me first before I then move into the, oh, but there's this. Uh, it's kind of like playing the lottery. Do you know what I mean? The thing I think about first is how much a week? How much am I paying for this? How long do I have to wait till a diet, till a thing? Is it not going to happen? Before I start thinking about things like, but if I win, like, <laughs> and that's like, that's, that's how I do everything. Everything I look at, I look at the negative first, even if there's something I really want or need or like something we could get that's like a beneficial to life i think about like the the spending of the money of it i start thinking about the if it's going to break you know what does that matter? and that's the same with these like comorbidities so so far i've only focused on the bad stuff and with the pda thing uh it's new but i see it as i read all the things and it just sounds like it's basically a thing of like i don't being like told what to do and i don't like things dictating what i have to do whether those things are people or just general circumstances in life, you know. I don't have things with, uh, one of the things it said was something to do with washing. You have issues like washing, getting dressed, eating, because once again, my stomach is telling me you need to eat. And there's that part of me that's just like, don't tell me what to do, stomach. I'll eat when I want. Yeah. Same with like washing and getting dressed. But because of my autism and I have to... um, mask mask i have to look a certain way i can't like smell bad and like even when i smell bad i don't make myself smell good for other people it's because i wouldn't be able to deal with if i smell yeah it would drive me mad so i wash because i know that's what i need to do uh and it's the same with getting dressed i have to dress because i have to look a certain way um and it's the same with uh, other stuff eating you know like i eat because if i don't eat 
the ADHD part of me, once I start getting hungry, all it does is it makes me think about food. So I'm trying to do something, but my yeah. brain reminds me that I'm hungry. So I start thinking about, well, what could I eat? Would this be enough? Even so much so when I've brought lunch with me, the ADHD part of my brain like starts thinking about other things I could eat instead. Yeah. So I take lunch with me to work every day. My brain thinks like, yeah, but what if we ate this instead? Or what if we ate that? Or we could have this. And I'm just like, but I've got lunch. What What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? So I, those sort of demands I don't have a problem with because there's other parts of my like self that need me to do them. So uh, I do them. But yeah, it's just uh, this PDA thing is interesting. I'm going to look into it more. Um, I think the main one for you with that is criticism. I think you that's something you definitely really struggle with. Um, yeah, I don't like being told I've done something wrong. Yeah. I don't like being told that um, I'm bad at something. If I decide I'm bad at something, fine. Yeah. But don't you tell me. Yeah, I, yeah. And I think I think that's probably of all of them that the, when you were mentioning that that was the one that I definitely see the most because even like sometimes I will try and uh, or, yeah I'm a bit hesitant to criticize you because I know that you'll you'll eventually be like yeah that thanks for telling me that but I know the initial reaction that comes from you is usually quite a strong sort of don't you don't like it no. which which uh, i know and i think that's something that is it's quite apparent in you and then obviously the the problem with authority which i guess is is quite kind of linked to that so yeah yeah I, yeah, yeah i mean the authority thing i i i do i thought the authority thing was an autism thing i thought it was because well, you said the PDA yeah. can be well, autism. So. I thought it was specific. I thought it was because I needed my own routines. Oh, I okay, needed my yeah. own structures and I made them and nobody else could. That's what I've been telling people for ages. Once I got the diagnosis of Asperger's, I thought the reason I couldn't get on with authority is because I need to control my own routine. Yeah. But I've realized now that this PDA thing says that I don't, it's, yeah, it's uh, avoidance. Um, I don't like being told what to do because there's this pathological, like whatever it is, that's telling me to stop, that doesn't like people telling me what to do. Yeah. Or, or Even if I want to do something, yeah. and it's the thing I want to do. And then say I go to work and then my boss tells me to do the same thing that I've already decided to do that day. I decide I'm not going to do it at that point then because they just told me to. But then there's the autistic part of me that's just like, no, we were going to do this. Yeah. This was the plan for the day. This is your routine and schedule. Don't mess with it now. So then I'm at a weird bit where I get really frustrated because this possible PDA side of me is saying, we're not doing it now because we've just been told what to do. And then the autistic side of me is just like, no, we're doing this because this is what we've decided. And then I have like a weird internal fight where then the executive functioning part of me decides, well, then just don't do it at all. Do neither. One thing I noticed that you do as well, um, and it's not... Um, I mean, it's not criticism, but one thing that you do, and I don't know if it's almost to help comfort yourself in your own brain, and I don't know if you acknowledge it or not or disagree, but um, you have a tendency with, if someone is in authority, I'm going to use the example of is your boss, because right. that's the most obvious the, yeah, at, yeah. at this age. Um, if someone is your boss, you do have a tendency to... Um, decide or I, I don't know what it is but almost that they're not really in charge and you it it sort of you end up going with a yeah but I can do what I want they just are 
you know they're they're happy for me to do what I want so I can and you that's something that I notice in you um with with authoritative figures you do tend to I don't know if it's convince yourself or it, I think it almost comforts oh, you right um I, I think <laughs> yeah, carry on, yeah. so I think it comforts you to think well they're not actually in charge of me because they they're going to just let me do what I want um they are technically my boss in name but they're not really my boss because they've sort of gone along with I can do what I want and like I almost notice you almost repeat it a bit like a mantra no well okay so <laughs> It's actually a lot more extreme than that. Um, they're not my boss. Like, it doesn't matter what name they've given themselves or what position they hold within the company. They are not my boss. I don't, I don't convince myself. I know they're not. Okay? I'm a person. They're a person. One of the questions in this PDA thing actually says that you don't see a... Oh, what did it say? I mean, I'm going to be terrible here and look it up. But it said something about, like, I don't see, like, uh, not divides, but, like, I don't see constructs like i don't see age race gender rank that kind of thing none of that is something that i recognize at all they're not my boss that's how i see them they are just somebody that works at the same place i do and their job title is different to mine but they are not in charge of me no matter how high up the ladder they think they are yeah i that is just how it is i don't convince myself they're not my (laughs) boss okay they don't tell me what to do they don't decide what i do while i'm there they don't like yeah. I can't. They just don't. I, it doesn't matter what. And it's, it's. I know it's a problem, but I don't feel like it is a problem. See, I feel like the listeners are really getting a feel for what I mean now. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> it's not. They're not my boss. Like I don't. They can't be. They can't be in charge of another person. Nobody's in charge of another person. Okay. Yeah. Like I know that I signed a contract and I get paid and I. No, they're not in charge of me. No one. No one's in charge of me. Prime Minister's not in charge of me. The police aren't in charge of me. Teachers weren't, no one's in charge of me. Okay. That's, that's just how that is. Like, and it doesn't matter what anybody says. I can't get my head around how anyone can let someone be in charge of them. You can't be. We're just people. Everybody's the same. Everybody's the same thing. We're all the same animal, creature, whatever. I don't see myself in charge of other species of animals either. I don't see myself in charge of anybody and no one's in charge of me. I just, it's one of those things that I just don't get and I don't understand and I won't believe that somebody's my boss and I don't care how much they want to walk around and pretend like they are. They're not in charge of me. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> so even though that this episode's been like a, a massive chat about me, which the person that suggested this topic said it might be, and me and you talked about this before doing this episode because I said I wasn't sure about doing this episode because it's about both of us uh, and there's a lot of Team Scarlet out there that, uh, you know, <laughs> like to hear about you. But we've tried to look at comorbidities for you and we've not been able to really find any. We thought about selective mutism, um, but I'll let you explain this bit because I've done a lot of talking, but you've looked up the reasons why it's harder to find comorbidities to you and it's to do with your gender in general more likely it seems like the physical obvious ones are more common with male burgers essentially yeah yeah with um females apparently um it's a lot more internalized um so it it can be a lot more difficult i mean it's more difficult supposedly to diagnose uh females with asperger's in general um because of the way they are and this is such a generalization and it's not really a thing that I focus a lot on. I mean, someone was talking in the group about 
what I was saying with not liking the social expectations and they were saying that that's probably more gender related which I agree it it probably is but it's something I really hate stereotyping I don't like gender I don't particularly identify as a gender or really see gender as a thing so I don't like to go into it too much but I acknowledge that there will be differences between there will be more male linked things and more female linked things so that was just a little starter offer but yeah typically in females it's more internalized um I know there are a lot of females that do have uh ADHD OCD um apparently more female linked ones are anxiety depression bipolar um definitely one that was acknowledged as being a lot more female related um with a significant difference in the numbers between females and males were eating disorders um namely anorexia um was the more common one with females on the spectrum i don't have anorexia <laughs> just want to put that out there but i i probably i have um You've, don't, got, you've got things with your food. I do have things with my food. Food's a big thing for me. I don't know if that's more linked to my routine because a, a huge part of my daily routine is food related. And it's almost, it's how I break up the day. It's how I ensure that things are the same every day because I eat the same every day. Um, and I don't like to... I don't like to sway from that, which I don't... It's not really... I don't think that it's anorexic thoughts it's or anything food disorder thoughts, but it is very much a, you know, I don't snack on something because I haven't planned to eat that that day. Um, so I, I am a bit fussy with what I eat and when I eat it. Um, although I do think that in the past I've had more anorexic tendencies, definitely when I was younger. Um and I do feel like a, a big part of that changing for me was the fact that I'm now vegan. So I'd say that changed a huge part of what I ate, but more because I then gained this interest in nutrition and studied and wanted to get, make sure I was getting all the right nutrients in every day. And that sort of overtook any not wanting to eat. I all of a sudden wanted to eat to get the nutrients and stuff like that. That's um, So that was a big linked thing um down syndrome is actually another common comorbidity with asd really? uh, yeah and autism in general which wasn't one that i had ever i'd never associated Me down either. syndrome with um autism but apparently that's a big comorbidity there's so a big link there those born with down syndrome there's the, the higher chance of them being autistic as yeah. well yeah i did not know that i didn't know that either i thought that was um quite quite interesting um oh to be fair though like i've always said that uh when i have conversations with those on the spectrum i always felt like there was more i felt like there was more in common i felt like more of a link um when you say on the spectrum do you mean those with down syndrome no i mean those on the spectrum so when i talk to other burgers yeah usually i can tell and i feel like a slight more comfort once i get to know them um and with people that have down syndrome I like talking to people that have yeah, Down syndrome. Yeah, I was going to mention that. And it's... I like interacting with people that have got Down syndrome. And I'm also kind of weirdly protective of those that have Down syndrome. Like, I initially have, like, a weird protectiveness towards them. Um, I've, I've seen it a couple of times with me. 
where there was, it was hideous. I was in a cafe and there was a guy that was working there that had Down syndrome and the woman that was being served, that was he was serving, she said something. I'm not going to repeat it on the podcast because it's hideous. And I see stuff like that all the time where I see people falling out. But because of my not need to interact and it's hard for me to talk to strangers and that kind of thing, I wouldn't involve. But when it comes to people with Down syndrome, there's this part of me that I just got straight in there. I just started talking. I started telling her to like stay up, back off, like and that kind of thing. I get involved. And I feel like a weird link between me and yeah. people that have Down syndrome. And I feel like, I don't know. I was going to mention that um, because you're not the sort of person to start a conversation with anyone. You're never a starter of conversation, but you will happily start a conversation with pretty much anyone you see that has Down syndrome. You will go and talk to them. You've always like wanted to start conversations. Yeah, I do. do. If I serve anybody at work that's got Down syndrome, instead of doing my usual uh, routine conversations that I have like thank you here you go off you go and that kind of thing if they've got down syndrome I will talk to them about what they're buying I'll have like an actual conversation with it and it's something I've always done yeah uh I don't know if that's because of the link now yeah. that you've said it and I sense something familiar between the two of us because it doesn't necessarily mean that everyone's got down syndrome has autism no but but there might be a, a weird but yeah it's it's always been something I've never understood about myself but I've always felt like a weird um yeah. I don't know what the word is. But it's something that came to mind when I was looking at it and I saw that that was a common comorbidity. I did think about you because it's it's something I've always known about you with the, the fact that I've never seen you interact so comfortably with anyone apart from people who, uh, yeah, who have Down syndrome. So I thought that was quite interesting. Um, one, I don't, see, I don't know if these are comorbidities. I am not very... Uh, I mean, I've spoken about it a lot. I don't, I don't like TV very much. Yep, you have periods where because I watch a lot of TV, <laughs> a lot of TV. I can't cope with it. After about two hours with you, you just like I think it's yesterday. You literally did it. We were watching TV. We watched like a couple of episodes. I can't remember what we were watching, and you just went right. I think it's end of TV time for me now. <laughs> and you just like very much got up and left the room. I can't deal with it. There's too much like going on with the TV. I'm more of a like if I am on my own, no part of me ever thinks I'm going to turn the TV on now. I will read, I'll play Sudoku, um and I prefer music. Yeah, I listen to a lot of music. I'll happily just sit and listen to music without doing anything else, but TV is not my thing. I don't really like watching it. I don't like the motion of it. Adding on to that and further to that, I, I've already spoken about I can't deal with people flicking through channels or flicking, you know, get Netflix up and flicking at what they're going to watch and trying to decide. Can't, ooh, oh, honestly, it makes me feel sort of... It's, it's one of the things that's... Uh, it's one of the things we don't... I, I can flick on Netflix. But... Yeah, you could do it for an hour yeah. and that could be your entertainment. I can literally spend my night thinking yeah. of things I'm, i mean it could be like an executive functioning thing or something <laughs> like that or my adhd but i will spend ages just flicking through netflix for an hour deciding on nothing then moving on to prime Ooh. flicking for that for ages then suddenly nothing then i play it and then i realize it's been three hours and i think i should just go to bed it's it's the motion of it is watching it makes me feel almost like seasick and I have the same thing with cartoons. Yep. I can't I can't watch animation. I can't watch cartoons. Nope. Um, 
I don't understand them, for one. The things that they say is meant to be a human, I have no idea why it's meant to be a human. It doesn't look anything like a human. No. Um, <laughs> but yeah, cartoons, there's too, there's too much flicking on it. It's, oh, God, it makes me dizzy. Makes me so dizzy. And it's, they use these sounds which are all banging and crashing. And, oh, even talking about it gets me on edge. I really, I'm really not into anything animated, anything cartoon, which... I don't, I don't know if that's anything to do with being on the spectrum, but I'm going to talk about because it it's a real issue for me. Um, so, yeah, anything screen related is a bit of an issue. But, yeah, in particular, I can't, I can't do animation. I can't do cartoons. And I don't know if that's a comorbidity or if that's just ASD or if that is just me as a person. Um, I, oh, I just have a real issue with yeah. it. It's not something that I can be around. It's, it's... Ooh. Yeah, like an example of this is last night we watched Gremlins 2 and there's a bit right at the start of that with Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck and it's a really short like little sketch between the two of them and about 20 seconds in you were having a rough time. I, <laughs> like You had to like look away. I did have to And I to had to tell away. you when the actual film was starting and there was a brief bit where you looked and Daffy Duck, like something had happened to him and he had like this weird like ring around his waist and you were just like, look at it. It's just scribbling. Who even knows what that is? And you're going like proper ranty about it. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand um, cartoons, and I can't. I can't deal with that. It's too flicky. It hurts. Yeah, any sort of motion. Uh, it seems to be especially sort of like technology wise. So like any sort of screens. Yeah. The flickiness. It makes me feel like I'm gonna be sick, or I'm. I don't know. Almost queasy and definitely very irritated and my brain can't I can't focus which is unlike me because I'm a very I focus on everything I do all the time to to an extent where I focus on something so much that I block everything else out so if I'm reading a book I could have no idea of my surroundings and it's actually happened to me negatively before where I've been so focused on something that I have not noticed something big happening in the uh in the background, which I've spoken to you about before, but basically something really big happened. And because I was so focused on one person, I did not see crowds of commotion. Is this the lighter thing? Yeah. Right, yeah. Happening <laughs> around me. Um, and that's that's something that I, I do. I'm very focused. But yeah, if there's if there's flicking or stuff like that going on, then there's no there's no hope for me to focus. Um and another thing that I I don't know if it's in any way linked, but I, I can't... Um, well, hearing impairment is apparently a common comorbidity with Asperger's. I'm not, um, like, audibly impaired in that I can't hear stuff, but I can't work out what direction noise is coming from. No, you can't. I can't, yeah. It's something that I really struggle with. Um, An example of that would be uh, if Scarlett's lost her phone, I will ring it so she can find it. Uh and it's, it's, it's weird to watch. I'd put a video of it up, actually, to be honest, to watch you do it. But if I were to hide Scarlett's phone in the flat and then ring it, she will not be able to find the phone. One time I rang it and it was next to her. It was next to her leg. <laughs> she stood up. It's on the sofa. And she's just like, where's that coming from? And she, you left the room and went into another room because you were convinced that's where it's coming from. And it was right next to you. And like, obviously, so the find my phone stuff or when people ring their stuff, 
For some reason with you, it just doesn't work. You can't tell where it's coming from. And I can't tell if you genuinely thought that sound was coming from a different room or you were just guessing where you think that sound's coming from. I think from. it's just guessing. I, it, it, I don't know. Like, even... I, it doesn't really sound different to me if it's coming from a different room. I'm not really sure what I'm meant to be listening out for. I don't really know how people pinpoint it. But, yeah, I, I really struggle with working out where a noise is coming from i more just go off logic so you know if i hear for example right now if i hear a car drive past i'm going to assume it's coming from the road outside the window but i don't think that's because i can pinpoint it i just used logic of where i think it it should be coming from um so that's another thing for, for me i don't know if that's uh i think that would be like linked to the hearing impairment like i say um anybody listening to this uh, or has listened to quite a few of our episodes now. Scarlett's listed a load of stuff uh, <laughs> over the last episodes. One of the ones I would say I think is something that's a comorbidity to your Asperger's is your overreactions to stuff. <laughs> is I know we did an episode on overreacting uh, and we tried to list it, but your reactions to stuff are so... And I, I, I'm assuming it is an Asperger thing, but I'm not sure because, you know, I've, I've spoke to a few people that have Asperger's there's groups I've been in and that kind of thing. I've never seen it come up before. Um, and initially with you, I, I didn't... I know that I overreact to stuff, but it's more internal. Um, whereas with you, it it physically shows itself when you overreact to something or if like something messes with your routine, especially with food, if we're meant to eat something and we don't eat something. Uh, the only time that actually hasn't happened recently, which I forgot to say, was yesterday when we ordered some food to be delivered and it got cancelled. When it got cancelled, I genuinely had this brief period of, oh, no, Scarlett's just going to tell me now she doesn't want to eat anything and she's not eating for the rest of the day. You didn't. We ordered something else. But <laughs> normally your reaction to stuff is quite extreme and you yeah. go for like extreme measures of it. Like, I'm not going to do this then or that's it. This is over or, you know, whatever. Forget it. It's not happening now. You, you're not able to adapt to change well at all. Now that I've said that, actually, that just sounds like autism. Yeah, I don't deal with change very well. Um, so, yeah, anybody listening to this that thinks that they've recognised any comorbidities in Scarlet, because obviously this episode, I wasn't sure about doing it because I was worried that, I mean, I've got loads of them that I'm aware of. Like, I mean, I've got four that I'm convinced I have. Um... Whereas with Scarlet, we tried to take some time for me and you to think about ones you have and we couldn't think of any. Yeah, I don't... See, I don't know... I, I mean, it doesn't bother me. It's not... I'm not trying, out here trying to collect comorbidities and I don't think it matters, um, to be honest. I don't think it matters if you've got them or not. As, not as in it doesn't affect your life, but it's not, it's not something that I think is required. I think you can have ASD... And just ASD. I don't think that everyone on the spectrum no. does have comorbidities. Um, I just think it's it's rare if you don't. Yeah, I would, it probably is. It's probably less common. I don't... But then again, I don't know. Selective mutism, it's not... I don't think it's a comorbidity. I think it's just a trait of Asperger's. But that's something that um, I know I have. Uh, I think I've spoken about it briefly on the podcast before. Maybe we'll talk about it more. Maybe we'll do like a social thing again. But for a brief period when I was at school, I was mute. Um, so I didn't talk to anyone with, you know, maybe a few exceptions. But I was very just, I, di I didn't talk to anyone. Um, and I definitely, if I'm in a group of people, I can't talk. I want to talk and I think of things that I could say. But 
words physically won't come out of my mouth. Um, I noticed this a lot when I was at my previous job. There was a lot of sort of sitting down in a group of a table and having to go round and each say your ideas and just nothing would come out of my mouth, just frozen. And it was embarrassing. Like I wanted to say something so it wouldn't draw attention to myself, but I can't talk to groups of people unless I am very comfortable. It would have to be like, I would have to really know that group. And even then, it depends how many there are and how loud they are. I'm much happier just being silent. Um, And not just groups, I'm generally happier being silent. So I have to be, if I'm talking freely, then it's because I am comfortable I am definitely not the sort of person that mumbles or goes on when they're nervous. I'm just, I'm the opposite. I'm quiet. I'm very, I'm much more comfortable just being silent. Um, And I don't really need to say stuff a lot, Uh, which we've spoken about before. If I'm going into detail on something, then I like to say it. I like to be quite articulate with what I say. Not on the podcast. On the podcast, I don't think I'm very articulate at all. No, you definitely. Like, I think with the podcast, I ramble and go on, like, massive things. (laughs) Whereas I feel like you're good at, like, bringing it back together again. (laughs) So, like, I think think you are. I just, I know you're a bit, yeah. You're not not very chatty. No, I'm not. I'm not very chatty. And if I'm saying a point, I do, yeah, I like it to be quite neat and concise and definitely... I like what I say to be quite, I guess, like substantive. I don't like to just say things that are not why are you laughing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't I don't like to I guess <laughs> Oh god, I can't think of a way to say it that isn't chat breeze. <laughs> chat breeze. I know, do you know what I mean? Like Yeah, I mean but that's the it... difference no, that's the difference between me and you in that sense of you only talk when there's something to say. <laughs> you only talk when there's a point to be made or something to talk about. And once the point's been made and that kind of thing you stop talking. <laughs> Me, I just like to make a noise. And like, it doesn't matter what words I'm saying. I just sometimes like to just talk. It's why anybody that listens to these episodes, it's why I talk for a lot of it. Uh, it's why like, if you listen to episodes, I imagine the percentage of me to you is quite more me. Uh, I know in the first few episodes, I was accused of talking over you or interrupting you all the time. Um, it's hard to do because it's a podcast and you can't tell that. But like I, I, I look at you while we, we sit right next to each other. I can tell there's bits where you're done yeah. or you're you're realizing that you're running out of like a point to make. So I just jump in and talk a bit and then let you get back on it again. Um, but if you listen to this, it does sometimes seem like I'm just like bulldozing over you with my point. But that's because the difference with me is I'll just talk <laughs> like I just talk forever. But you, yeah, it's when you've got a a point to be made. But I can tell when you're getting to the bit where you're where you're done, done yeah. uh, and then I get in there. Sometimes I get in there too early and it seems like you're <laughs> mid-word and I'm in there, but I'm aware of the fact that you're finished. The trouble with me is, um, do you know what I mean? Like I, one of the things that came up weirdly in this PDA is like a, a lack of ability to wait. I know that it's, it's coming up yeah. that I'm going to have to start talking because you're about to stop talking, but sometimes I just get in there and chop you off a little bit too early. But I know like initially some people said that they found it difficult to listen to our episodes, our earlier ones, because I just like chatted over you all the time. But it's because you only talk when there's something to say. Yeah. And I think that's I I guess that's uh, reflective in a lot of conversations we have not on the podcast as well. Not like that you talk over me all the time because you don't. But uh, you definitely have more of the bulk of the conversation. I think that might be why um, 
you definitely seem to interact better with people who don't talk as much. I think when it's you and someone that talks a lot, I think you get quite frustrated. Yeah, I do. Yeah, and I, I can see it in you. I can see your frustration. And I think that is oftentimes when you get to the point of, like what you were saying earlier, where you just don't talk to people that... Um, you don't like i think some of your not liking someone comes from if you're trying to have a conversation with them and they talk just as much as you do you get quite frustrated and then you decide you're not going to talk to them anymore because you can't you can't have a conversation with them uh weirdly it's the same with like we said with uh people that uh apparently are in charge of me yeah um i don't like it when somebody is in charge of me uh well yeah uh, and <laughs> likes to remind me a lot that they're my boss. Yeah. They're the kind of people I start to not like and not talk to. Uh, and I do think it's a genuine problem. Like as much as like it's it's one of those things that I say it's one of my comorbidities. Uh, I do worry sometimes about my inability to to change it. And obviously, like as being on the spectrum, that's one of the things that I think is hard about this. Is it's not hard to change the way you do stuff people say well just don't do that anymore or here's some techniques to cope with that but i just think like yeah that doesn't really work like somebody mentioned like cbd as a way to uh wait not cbd cognitive cbt cbt yeah um as a way to deal with this stuff but i feel like all my comorbidities stop me from being able to do cbt altogether uh i've tried it i can't but they think that if i did that I wouldn't fall out with bosses so much and I wouldn't get myself into so much trouble all the time or things just wouldn't be as difficult as they are, you know? Um, But I feel like CBT is one of those things that I can't do. Somebody else has suggested that I should try CBT. Um, But I have. And for some reason, you've got to focus for parts of it and I just can't. I just can't do it. Um, But anyway, my original point was that people that listen to this, if you think there's anything that Scarlet might have that we just don't aware of it'd be interesting to get your thoughts on it uh mainly because um saying that though all the emails we get or messages we get a lot of people just list things they think i have and i've not heard anybody actually mention anything they think you've got really. yeah maybe i'm just an all-round burger yeah a full-on 100 percent burger <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe because there's no people that agree with you um you know, that say like they're on your side or that, that kind of thing. But I'm always, I always get emails and messages of, I think you've got this or mm. I think it could be that. But no one ever mentions anything to do with you other than, uh, yeah, I do that. And that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe, maybe I am just, uh, just, you know, one of those ones without comorbidities as such. But. All right then. Don't show me What? Just rub it in my face. <laughs> I think we will probably at some point do another episode on comorbidities and maybe talk about some of the other ones that we haven't mentioned because we don't have but I know because it's such a big yeah there's loads there's so many and I think it, it would be important to cover, cover other ones because OCD is big one that I think even though we potentially at least as far as I'm aware we don't um, have it it's probably a good one to talk about um we'll just have to do some research because obviously i don't want to just start talking about what i think it is yeah, when i like... could be wrong um same with depression um and bipolar because again i don't know enough and i definitely don't want to just start talking about something that we don't know but i know they're big ones um that are linked to asd um so that's probably worth talking about um 
Down syndrome, I probably wouldn't. Oh, well, we could cover it, but I don't know. I don't know because that's. Um, I guess Down syndrome it is it is your brain, isn't it? So uh, I definitely think we could talk about these other comorbidities because yeah. I think it would be interesting to go into the other um, aspects that we we haven't talked about, and I'm sure there are others that I, I mean I know there are There's others loads. that I haven't listed, I'm, but I'm probably gonna post on the group um yeah and if there's just, any that you want us to talk about as well just let us know because we can do some research and it I, I think it's so interesting i love finding out like the different it's almost like the different branches and like different things that people have because it, it's really interesting to hear yeah. of all these other things especially ones that you've never heard of before but then when someone reads them out to you like you with the um PDA. Yeah. It was such a yes, yes, that's definitely you. Yeah. It's it's nice to hear things and I think I think for a lot of people, uh, it's just nice to hear that you're not uh alone and almost have like a name for it is quite yeah, almost comforting. Knowing what the name is once you recognise what it is, it's easier to deal with if you know what you're looking for. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's interesting. I mean I would say that the apart from the ADHD, the Executive functioning disorder and the PDA are two things I never heard of until we did this podcast, until people that listen to this podcast mentioned it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, anything else you want to add? No, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for um, anyone that's uh, been following us on our social media platforms. That's really nice, especially as we were so bad at maintaining them before. But, like, now I'm on it. I'm so into this... Uh, this Instagram thing, been like, been taking pictures of stuff. <laughs> it's yeah. been like I never take pictures of anything, so no. it's it's been you know, it's been different. I like it. So yeah, uh, just as a reminder, even though I did it at the start of the episode, we are on Instagram. Just look for them. Oh, what's it called? Is it un- it's not underscore? Is it? It's their mass badges. Yeah, it? but like on Instagram, you got to put like a special character. Oh, Pretty sure underscore is the line at the bottom, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's them underscore Asperger's if you want to find us on Instagram, uh, Twitter. Yeah. Them Asperger's usual. Facebook. Them Asperger's. I don't think I underscored that. I think Facebook's just one word or whatever it is. And there's a private group on Facebook if you want to join it and have chats about the episodes. If you want to talk about topics that you're interested in, we've got nearly 300 people in that group now. So um, there's loads of people in there. Uh, that know loads about Asperger's. There's a few of them that know way more than we know uh, that are on there. They'll talk to you about stuff. If you want to email us directly, it's themaspergers at gmail.com because I've actually started replying to that now. Now I know it's there. Uh, And we're going to put all this everywhere we can put it. Um, And obviously, you're obviously listening to this podcast, so I'm not going to list where we are on the podcast. But with the podcast, we are on basically every platform I can think of apart from the one that you pay for luminary um also yeah thank you for all your support if you do have any questions queries criticisms like anything feel free to message us and yeah any like topic ideas if there's anything you want us to cover we are like really open to them um we do like hearing what people want to hear about because it's hard to tell with an episode like when you do one if you've done a like what people want to hear i don't yeah, know yeah so um write reviews we've got reviews um mm. people have reviewed us but if you want to review us as well that would be good anyway it this episode is is uh yeah yeah so we're done all right lovely thank you everybody have a lovely week goodbye <laughs>